Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, June 1st. U.S. equities were able to come off their lows of the day but finished in the red as conviction remained sparse and volatility persisted. The choppiness came as the markets continue to contend with persistent inflation but has the Fed stepping up its monetary policy tightening campaign. The Fed's aggressive stance comes amid signs of slowing economic growth, though a key read on manufacturing activity for May from the ISM unexpectedly accelerated, but was preceded by another sign of manufacturing contraction out of China. In other economic news, mortgage applications fell for a third straight week, Job openings moderated but remained robust, and construction spending missed forecasts, though the prior month was revised higher. Earnings reports continued to trickle in, with Dow member Salesforce topping earnings forecasts but issuing mixed guidance, while Delta Airlines raised its guidance despite higher costs, and HP exceeded profit projections and increased its full-year outlook. Treasuries were lower to lift yields and the U.S. dollar rallied, while crude oil prices rose and gold gained modest ground. Europe finished lower as the markets grapple with a flurry of headwinds, while Asia was mixed. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined 177 points, or 0.5%, to 32,813. The S&P 500 Index lost 31 points, or 0.8%, to 4,101. And the Nasdaq Composite fell 87 points, or 0.7%, to 11,994. In moderate volume, 4.5 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.6 billion shares changed hands on the NASDAQ. WTI crude oil moved $0.59 higher to $115.26 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price was up $3 to $1,851.40 per ounce, and the dollar index gained 0.8% to 102.54. In equity news on Wednesday, Dow member Salesforce, ticker symbol CRM, reported adjusted first quarter earnings per share of $0.98, topping the $0.94 fax at estimate. As revenues rose 24% year-over-year to $7.4 billion, roughly in line with the street's forecast. The cloud-based customer management software company said so far it is not seeing any material impact from the broader economic world and its demand environment remains very strong. Salesforce added that, quote, there is no greater measure of our resilience and the momentum in our business than the $42 billion we have in remaining performance obligation representing all future revenue under contract, end quote. The company issued second quarter guidance that was below expectations and trimmed its full-year revenue forecast, but raised its earnings per share outlook for the year. Shares rallied nearly 10%. Delta Airlines, ticker symbol DAL, raised its fiscal second quarter revenue guidance to roughly 100% of second quarter 2019 levels from a previous forecast of between 93 to 97%. The company noted that its unit revenue improvement is being driven by broad-based demand and pricing strength across consumer, business, and international travel, with improvement through the quarter. 
However, the airline said costs, even excluding surging fuel prices, will be higher compared to 2019 levels by double digits. Shares were lower. And HP Incorporated, ticker symbol HPQ, posted adjusted fiscal second quarter earnings per share of $1.83 above expectations, with revenues increasing 3.9% year-over-year to $16.5 billion, north of the forecasted $16.2 billion. The company said collectively its key growth businesses grew double digits and its consistent performance in the face of the volatile macro environment gives it confidence in its plans to build a stronger HP. HP raised the lower end of its full-year revenue outlook. Shares traded higher. Meta Platforms, ticker symbol FB, parent of Facebook, announced that Chief Operating Officer Sheryl Sandberg will step down from her role at the social networking company. Javier Olivan, Meta Platforms' current Chief Growth Officer, will fill the role in the fall, while Sandberg will continue to serve on the company's board of directors. Shares of Meta Platforms were lower. The S&P 500 snapped a streak of seven straight weekly declines last week, but is down so far this week, as choppiness in the markets remains with investors continuing to grapple with the ultimate implications of persisting inflation pressures and expectations of an aggressive Fed monetary policy tightening campaign. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, notes in her latest article, Signs Point to Rising Recession Risk, how rising inflation, rate hikes, supply chain problems, and the Russia-Ukraine war have contributed to growing recession fears. Lizanne mentions that despite a drop in consumer confidence, spending has held up so far this year, and many indicators remain at solid levels. However, she says that rather than looking at the level of data, sometimes the trend is more important. In other words, better or worse may matter more than good or bad. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. And you can read all of our market commentary, including our latest article, Stock Market Volatility, Schwab's Quick Take, on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Wednesday, the May Institute for Supply Management, or ISM, Manufacturing Index showed manufacturing growth with reading above 50 unexpectedly accelerated. The index rose to 56.1 from April's 55.4 level and versus the consensus Bloomberg estimate of a decrease to 54.5. A stronger-than-expected report came as both growth in new orders and production accelerated along with inventories. However, employment declined and moved back into contraction territory, but supplier delivery times decelerated. Inflation pressures did decline, but remained severely elevated, with prices paid decreasing to 82.2. The ISM said, quote, the U.S. manufacturing sector remains in a demand-driven, supply-chain-constrained environment. Despite the employment index contracting in May, companies improved their progress on addressing moderate-term labor shortages at all tiers of the supply chain, according to Business Survey Committee respondents' comments. Panelists reported slightly lower rates of quits compared to April. May was a second straight month of slight easing of prices expansion, but instability in global energy markets continues, end quote. 
The final May S&P Global U.S. Manufacturing PMI Index was unexpectedly revised lower to 57.0 compared to estimates calling for an unrevised 57.5 level. The index was below April's reading of 59.2. A reading above 50 denotes expansion. S&P Global said the report signaled, quote, a further improvement in operating conditions during May, but the rate of growth eased to the softest since January as expansions in output, new orders, and stocks of purchases waned. That said, overall demand conditions remained robust, with firms stepping up their hiring activity amid a sharp uptick in backlogs of work. Business confidence, however, slipped to the lowest since October of 2020. Meanwhile, supply constraints and inflationary pressures remained key themes, hampering output growth and stockpiling efforts. The rate of cost inflation accelerated to the fastest in six months, with firms passing on higher expenses to customers through a near-record rise in output charges, end quote. The Labor Department's Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, a measure of unmet demand for labor, showed a decrease to 11.4 million jobs available to be filled in April from March's upwardly revised level of 11.9 million. The estimate called for an 11.4 million level. The report showed the hiring rate remained at March's 4.4% level and separations dipped to 4% from the prior month's 4.1% pace, The quit rate held at March's 2.9% pace. Construction spending rose 0.2% month-over-month in April versus projections of a 0.5% gain and compared to March's favorably revised 0.3% rise. Residential spending grew 0.9%, more than offsetting a 0.4% decline in non-residential spending. The MBA Mortgage Application Index declined 2.3% last week, following the prior week's decrease of 1.2%. The index was down for a third week, as a 5.4% drop in the refinance index was accompanied by a 0.6% decrease for the purchase index. The decline came even as the average 30-year mortgage rate fell 13 basis points to 5.33%, but is up 216 basis points versus a year ago. Treasuries were lower and yields have regained some upward momentum this week as markets anticipate tighter Fed monetary policy amid the backdrop of persistent inflation and signs of slowing economic growth. In afternoon action, the Fed released its Beige Book, an anecdotal read on business activity across the nation, which is used to prepare for the next monetary policy decision set for June 15th. The report showed that most districts saw slight to modest economic growth since mid-April, while four districts noted that the pace of growth slowed. Most respondents noted that price increases rose at a strong or robust clip, with about half of the districts reporting the ability to pass along higher prices to consumers, but also noting some customer pushback, such as smaller volume purchases or substitution of less expensive brands. The report also showed that contacts reported continued labor market difficulties as the greatest challenge, followed by supply chain disruptions. 
As the Fed launches a series of rate hikes to try to cool off inflation, check out Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones's latest article, Bond Market Reset, What's Next?, in which she discusses how major central banks are hiking interest rates rapidly and shrinking their balance sheets in an effort to, quote-unquote, normalize policy. Kathy addresses the question hanging over the market, what is a normal policy rate? Be sure to follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. And amid this backdrop, also check out the latest offering from Schwab's Director of Fixed Income, Colin Martin, and Director of Fixed Income Strategy, Cooper Howard, titled, Eight Questions on the Bond Market and Rate Hikes. The yield on the two-year Treasury note was up 13 basis points at 2.67%. The yield on the 10-year note rose 8 basis points to 2.93%. And the 30-year bond rate gained 4 basis points to 3.09%. More employment data is on tomorrow's economic calendar, courtesy of the ADP Employment Change Report, forecasted to show 300,000 private sector jobs were added during May. While the final look at first quarter non-farm productivity and unit labor costs will follow shortly thereafter, with both readings expected to remain at their preliminary readings of a 7.5% quarter-over-quarter decline for production and labor costs to have gained 11.6% quarter-over-quarter. Initial jobless claims for the week ended May 28th are also on tap, projected to show 210,000 first-time unemployment applications were submitted. Rounding out the docket is factory orders for April, with economists calling for a 0.7% month-over-month increase. In international news on Wednesday, European equities were lower, with the markets continuing to face a flurry of headwinds. Exacerbated by yesterday's news, the leaders in the European Union have reached an agreement to ban most Russian oil by the end of the year as a result of the ongoing war in Ukraine. Inflation concerns have prompted tighter monetary policies out of the Fed and the Bank of England, while boosting expectations that the European Central Bank will raise rates later this year. This, along with signs of slowing economic growth, has increased worries about a possible looming recession. Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, offers his latest commentary, The Three Bears, discussing how stocks, bonds, and cash are all in bear market or teetering on the edge of one, a very rare event. He points out how over the past 72 years, there have only been two prior periods with a triple bear. Jeff adds that a bull market is likely to return as it typically has, but the timing is in question. He notes how every period is different and there can be no guarantees, but it is worth noting that the prior periods featuring any of these three bears were often very brief. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. Inflation concerns were bolstered by yesterday's 8.1% May consumer price inflation figure, which extended a string of record high prints. In today's economic reports, German retail sales fell much more than anticipated for April, and May S&P Global Manufacturing PMIs out of the Eurozone and the UK solidified preliminary estimates that output slowed. The euro and British pound were both lower versus the US dollar, while bond yields in the UK and across Europe were higher. 
The UK FTSE 100 index and Switzerland's Swiss market index decreased 1%. France's CAC 40 index fell 0.8%. Germany's DAX index dipped 0.3%. Spain's IBEX 35 index lost 1.2%. And Italy's FTSE MIB index declined 0.9%. Stocks in Asia were mixed, as the many headwinds worldwide remain. Persistent inflation remains a concern, which is forcing tighter monetary policy action, while slowing global economic growth is ensuing. However, China has moved in the opposite direction, pledging stimulus measures as COVID lockdowns continue to hamper activity. COVID infections in China have fallen for the first since March, allowing some easing in restrictions, which appears to be helping soothe some of the concerns about a prolonged slowdown in the world's second largest economy. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his article, Recession in China, how China's economy and consumer market has likely slipped into a recession, at least by China's standards. Jeff takes a look at the short-term and long-term impacts of any extended disruption of the lockdowns on consumer spending and business output. The markets digested a host of economic data in the region, with a private survey of May Chinese manufacturing output by Cakeson showing, although activity accelerated, it remained in contraction territory. The report followed yesterday's official government reads on manufacturing and services sector output that also depicted contraction for last month. In other economic news, Australia's first quarter GDP growth slowed decisively but came in stronger than expected, while Japan's first quarter capital spending slowed more than expected, but company profits decelerated by a smaller amount than anticipated. Additionally, India's first-quarter GDP growth decelerated, but by a smaller amount than projected. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.7%, with the yen weakening some versus the U.S. dollar after a recent rebound from a sharp drop seen in March and April. China's Shanghai Composite Index dipped 0.1%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index declined 0.6%. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index advanced 0.3%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index was down 0.3%. Markets in South Korea were closed for a holiday. Reports slated for release internationally tomorrow include retail sales from Australia, CPI from Switzerland, the unemployment change from Spain, and PPI from the Eurozone. 